Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Monday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan and Dennis Dick on today's show. Today's weirdly the uh, busiest earnings day of the week. We've got a number of stocks reporting this morning. Canopy Growth, Workhorse, RCL, Marriott, and some, uh, some, a few big names after the close today as well. So we'll talk about some earnings. Uh, Kodak in the news, again, not for good reason. Their loan is on hold from the government. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Foot Locker. They were so excited about the report. They couldn't help but give guidance this morning. It was really good guidance. So Foot Locker is up big dragging Nike along with it. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about our COVID stock of the day is O-M-E-R with their positive drug news out this morning. And our guest is Jeremy Newsom. He's from reallifetrading.com. He would join the show at 8.35. Before I throw it to Joel, don't forget to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate any and all likes. And now, Joel, what's the word here in the overnight trading session? Uh, good morning, Spencer. Good morning, Dennis, and traders and investors. Around the world, we're up three handles here at uh, 3347.75. Uh, a little dip overnight into the 33 handle. Pre-market low stance at 33.35, so there's one target for you on the downside. Pre-market high, we, we climbed into the 33.50 handle. The uh, high so far is 33.55 and a half, and uh Within 20, 30 points here of uh, all-time high in the front month contract, uh, we have crude in the green here by 61 cents at 41.83. Uh, just kind of quiet, hanging out, uh, trying to get that close over 42 and a look, uh, a look at 43. Uh, gold after a little bit of a retreat on Friday, that's back up $14.20 at $2,042. Uh, silver, that's up nearly a dollar, 91 cents at 28.45. And Bitcoin lost the uh, 12,000 handle, the high for today, 12,220, but it's still up 290, 11,865. Uh, Triple D, uh, busy weekend for you. Let's bring you in and see how you're doing today. Trying to figure out how to exit the minimized view. So I've got one computer problem here again. Always fun when you have computer problems. I'm trying to run everything on the, my trading computer, and it's not going that well. So it's tough Monday morning already, Joel. Computer problems Monday morning. <laughs> Anyways, and then I have no cookies, you know, for a lot of stuff. And I don't know what's going on, but and something's happening with there. You know, maybe there's just you know, a lot of antivirus stuff going on there, but. All my cookies got wiped out a week ago, and now they're all wiped out again. So I'm like, what are my passwords? What's my password for this? What's my password for that? I just figured them all out a week ago, and now I got to do the same thing again this morning. So I'm not sure why that is. Why is that, Spencer? Or YouTube chat. Why is it that they wipe out your cookies in the first place? And then secondly, why did they do it a week after they just did it? Well, did you do a, uh, a software update since then? Maybe. Well, you, Windows, you know, you're away. When the cat's away, the mice will play. And that's what, when, that's what Microsoft uh, seems to do. Uh, I was actually, uh, so this is my cottage computer back at the cottage. I'm bouncing all around. And um, I was away from my cottage. And I come back and I was like, okay, well, it looks like everything's been updated here again. 
So I guess when Windows updates, they say, you don't need any cookies. That, and they take all your cookies that, away. That's what the cookie monster. When you update, you lose all your, your lock-ins. You've got to re-sign into everything. I should maybe, okay, they say turn off auto-updates, and maybe that's what I should do because I am the worst at remembering passwords, and I have like five different software programs I run for trading. And I'm like trying to remember all the passwords. Like I don't remember any of the passwords. And I'm trying to look them up. I'm trying to find it. And then I have to create new passwords because I can't remember any of them all. So I haven't been able to remember my Slack password in a week. You know that. So you've been having to email me. So anyway, so I got to get my Slack password figured out. It's a nightmare. I, I just wanna, can I recommend I use uh, a password manager called one password. It's, it's super simple. It's like 36 bucks a year and it's very secure. You only need one password. And it's basically a vault for your passwords. What if they and, find out that password? No, These hackers. Who, who's they? The well, hackers. Well, yeah. Well, then you're in the People we're trying to protect ourselves against. Well, well, then you're, but don't let that happen. But anyway, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember any of my passwords at all because I have one, one password to rule them all. And I, I just use that for my one pass. And then it's I, like then Lord I, of the Rings. Exactly. I have one password to rule them all. So uh, <laughs> yeah. That's my recommendation for the day. Uh, Chat's all over this. Last pass. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So last pass is free. Last last pass. That's my rant. Hey, I didn't even do a trading rant. I did a yeah. cookie rant. Let's right. go. Well, 806. No well, stocks. Here. Well, Dennis, if you think – this is what I told Joel this morning. If you think uh, U.S. markets can be rational, what about what happened in Hong Kong here overnight? So this media tycoon, Jimmy Lai, was, was arrested for uh, – uh, violating that, that new national security law that they imposed, right? The Chinese imposed on Hong Kong. Uh, his, his stock, his company's stock, rose 344% in support of this guy. So this guy, this founder got arrested. I don't think he's a CEO, but he's the founder. And his company's stock rose 344% to support him. That is irrational. That sounds bullish. That sounds bullish. That's what this market does. You got the news. You think it's going to be bad news? No, it's good news. We'll pull the rug out from under those people that think it's good news. Good news is bad news, and bad news is good news. Come on, Spencer. Right. Get with the program. Well, well, then in theory, I guess Kodak should be up this morning. If bad yeah, news, shockingly if bad enough. news is good news because Kodak came out this morning and said that, oh, yeah, remember that loan we were talking about a few weeks ago? Yeah, that is on hold uh, pending. What in the actual – I'd like to swear here, Jason Rasnick style, but come on. It's 9 bucks now. Anybody who's buying this at 20 30 40 50 60 I hope they got out. I hope they got out. I hope nobody's got caught with this because we had more warnings than ever. When the stock was 15, we were warning about it. We obviously didn't get the top. I don't know, I have no idea where this tops out, but don't get stuck with this. Because I said, what did I say? Within I six months. Was six months. I gave myself a lot of time. I said I'd be back under five bucks. All right. It's, it's could be under five bucks sooner. It's $9 here this morning. It's down 39%. It's just wildly been manipulated by this headline. Unbelievable trading to see the stock yeah, go from two bucks to 60 and then back down a week and a half later to nine bucks. The market is a joke, at least on pricing. Yeah, for this. Apps. It's a joke in this market, in this stock, anyways. But and, I, I don't know. I don't Whatever. Know Whatever. <laughs> it's nine bucks now. Am I going to buy it at nine? No, I think it's going under five. But still, is it going to bounce eventually? Who knows? I mean, you're trading the stuff. Story isn't over. Story is completely broken. So unless they come out with a headline and say, we got the loan, and then it goes back to 60, I, I don't think if they get back the loan, it's, it, or they get the loan back, it's going back to 60, though, because it was at 14 oh, when they no, thought they had the loan. Oh, no. Yeah, there's... Just... Party over. You don't 
when you're in a stock like Kodak, it's back seven years of losses. Get the hell out. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'll just give you the pre We You dipped under eight bucks under this, and now you're kind of holding up at just over nine. But I don't even know if we can even do technical analysis on this stock yeah. because it's, it's 7.53. I don't know what the headlines are going to be. Yeah, pre-market low, uh, 7.53 early this morning. What about Mr. Jacoby? Yeah. Is he still yeah. got his putts? Is, yeah. he on the, is he out there, Spencer? I, I, yell I got to find out. I got to yell for him and find out. Hold on. Luke. Nine seven. Meatloaf. We want it now. What movie is that from? <laughs> Wedding Crashers. Oh, Remember okay. that? Mom, uh, meatloaf. We want yeah, it now. Luke. Let's talk the, about this. The okay, puts. I, I have we want to know now. I have confirmation. Luke sold his puts last week at 100% profit. Nice. All right. Good there job. There you go, Luke. Jacoby. All right. Nice. So, uh, it would have been a little more than 100% profit today, but I always get out too soon, too, so I won't complain about the 100% <laughs> profit. Good job, Luke. Right. Better than me. I made zero on it. I didn't. I never, I never made one trade on it. So, uh, and he just agreed with you. He's like, "Yep, yeah, it, w- it would have been two hundred percent if I kept it." So, uh, he <laughs> well, in intrinsic value, it's probably. But, anyways, all right. So we talked right. Kodak. We talked Foot Locker. Did we talk Foot Locker? No, yet? we didn't. And, and that's where I want to go next, actually. Oh, because, he teased uh, it. See, this is this is working it a little bit tricky because you see, like Foot Locker gives Q two guidance. Well, everyone's got a, a bit of a different fiscal year, right? The fiscal years don't always align. So, uh, Foot Locker's fiscal Q two ended August 1st, right? So this is a May, this is a June, July, August quarter for them. What? That's what that's August what is says. even over. How the hell is it a June, July, August quarter? This is a... Uh, for the guidance. For yeah, June, July, they, they, pre, they pre-reported second quarter guidance. It ended August 1st. Because the mall's open, so they're all excited. Right. So their fiscal quarter ended August 1st. And right. they, they pre-reported some earnings here. Uh, and they gave, they said that their Q2 adjusted EPS was going to be in a range of 66 to 70 cents. That the estimate for that was totally not comparable. The estimate was for a 60 cent loss, and they're saying that no, no, we didn't lose 60 cents. We made 60 cents last quarter per share. Wow. Uh, same store sales increased 18 percent in in the quarter. That's what they're saying. Aren't How? the stores closed? They're reopening, I guess. Oh, so, but this is for guidance, right? So they're saying this is a this is a pre-report, right? So they were so excited. Eighteen percent from the previous quarter, eighteen percent year over year. Because if it's eighteen percent up from the previous quarter, that's still going to suck. Uh, no, it's it's eight. It comps is always year over year on this year over year. Otherwise uh, stated. So, so everybody was sitting year. back waiting to buy shoes, Joel. And now that we can officially go out to the stores, they are now buying the shoes that they were waiting to buy. Does this make sense? Uh, yeah, so much for my, uh, yeah, you had a theory like, that nobody's going to walk anymore. Yeah. They everyone's <laughs> staying in their house and they don't need shoes. Uh, throw that one shoes. out the door. Uh, well, I just, let's do the quick technical on this one. And, uh, you are kind of returning to the scene of the crime here. Uh, you did get up near $36. That was your, uh, your June high. Uh, in fact, you just perfect. Thirty-five, thirty-three is where you got to on June eighth. Wow, what a day! June eighth. That day just is. That's when American Airlines. That that was a big day. Well, anyways, it revisited that this morning, and how close did it get? It got to thirty-five fifty-nine. So we've leaked three bucks off that. I. 
stake your highs in for right now. I, I don't know. So right now, 35 yeah. bucks we just hit. So still off five bucks. I just think you're going to have to pick an intermediate uh, level ahead of that uh, ahead of that pre-market high. Or Good move, though. Hold it 32 bucks on the downside. I know that sounds lofty, but that's where your, your pre-market support comes in, 32 bucks. So Bring up your monthly. Bring up the monthly. Or you can see it in the sorry, bottom yes. right corner. Bottom right corner is your monthly. It's looking at the last five years. That looks like a downtrend to me. What do we do on stocks and downtrends when they pop 20%? We sell them. That is what we do. So overall stock in a downtrend. Story is still hurting. It's been hurting for a long time. Mall-based retailers, yes, they sell shoes. Yes, people still need shoes. Yes, maybe the quarter was okay. But I don't think this is a turnaround story here. I would be a seller. Just my opinion. So Foot Locker reports on uh, August 21st uh, before the open. So they were so excited. They were like, no, we're going to pre-report this morning. We're going to tell you how great a quarter we had in uh, the last three months. So so good job, Foot Locker. Good job, and, Bulls. And as Joel, noted, as Joel noted on the pre, pre-market show, uh, if you look at Nike here up this morning. Look at yeah, un- if I'm buying a shoe, yeah. uh, if I'm buying a shoemaker, and obviously Nike does a lot of other things, it's Nike. So the Nike chart looks way better. If you go to the monthlies, you can clearly see the opposite. Nike has been going straight up for the last five, seven years, stock in a clear uptrend. Um, now, again, this is rallying. So we buy pullbacks, not rallies on stocks that are in uptrends. But it looks good. I mean, Nike, I wouldn't be surprised Nike breaks out here So eventually. So 104 is where your major technical resistance was back yep. early June. Get up one over 105 off to the races. What's the all-time high on this puppy? This isn't uh, far off. Wow. I, yeah. Striking distance of all time highs. Could hit it today. I don't uh, think it's it going could. to. But... 105.62 uh, uh, is your all time high. That was made in January. It just got a bump to 104.50. Uh, that now you pulled off a buck, but I would just be aware of you know all these highs that you had at 104. I think you'd have to use that as a you know some it shorter term resistance. Of course, there's a pre market high, a uh, big move for Nike off this news. But I just see all these highs around 104. Some resistance. Yeah, there is some resistance. There. I think eventually it makes new all time highs here, right. and sooner than later. So I like Nike. I'd buy a pullback on Nike, not buying the rally though. All right, and uh, in boot barn. Just, well, you're probably getting some other sympathy moves here, I'd imagine, with some of the smaller uh, shoemakers yeah. as well. What are the other? Uh, well, to, um, I mean, there's like Under Armour. It's not trading. There's Adidas. It's over the counter. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not I, like it used to be. I think a Nike. I just go straight to Nike. When oh, I see, uh, Skechers, Locker, I go straight Skechers, to Nike. SKX, Skechers. Oh, good old, yeah. How Skechers. Is the reverend still short that? Remember, he was like, they hurt the shoes hurt your feet. I'm short the stock. Uh, that Dennis, that was, that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, I know. I'm wondering if he's still here. Yeah, he's long term. He's like longer term than Warren Buffett, the Reverend. So he might still be in there. He gets convicted and he holds forever. I bet he's still short. He says right. the shoes still hurt my feet. I'm still short the stock. Anyway, it hasn't really. It, it went went down a couple times. Went there. He's not. He's not down in it. I bet you if he's still. He's probably still up a little bit, but. Anyways, okay, so Shoemaker is a little bit hot this morning, but you're not seeing much sympathy move. Nike up a little bit there. So Foot Locker is your leader, and your leader has faded. Next. All right, let's just do, like, the uh, the couple more non-earnings headlines, and then we'll just bang through some earnings. But right. I, I want to look at this. The uh, COVID stock of the day is O-M-E-R, Omeros. Oh, great. Uh, they came out this morning and said that uh, – 
they had a drug uh, and a study uh, for a study that they did in, in COVID patients. Uh, they reported the recovery and survival of all the patients in the study uh, in the it evaluated treatment on COVID-19 associated acute respiratory distress syndrome. And were there, uh, how many patients were in this study? Was it like seemed, six? Their drug seemed to have, seems to have worked according to them. Well, that's good. Good news and everything. But I want to know how many patients were in the study. Remember, what was the stock that popped up and had like six patients in the study? Remember, hey, hey, how did you know that, Dennis? Was it six only? Was there only six patients in the study? That's from the release. Six, all six patients. I knew. These smaller companies, it's ridiculous. Oh, 100%, 100% survival rate. Uh, we, in the footnotes, we had six patients. So six out of six. You know, I think uh, one of the Gilead studies was not on a lot of patients too. Yeah, that might have been. Yeah. I mean, sometimes these aren't on a lot of patients. There's probably not a lot of people who want to sign up for this, let's be honest as well. So, <laughs> But in any regard here, it's good news. You know what? Sold to you. I don't know. Not interested. Sold and, and, out. And, and Joel, bring up the weekly chart. There's a lot of resistance up here at 20 right where it's trading here right now. Yeah. So. Someone got really excited in this one. I don't the know. algos, the algos, those, those algos. Yeah, they, you know, they, they, they start drinking that. Uh, what is that? That, that, uh, that maple syrup, and they get all antsy in their pantsy. Where's that one from? Spencer, help me out here. Spencer, I don't know what you. They do start drinking that. all that maple syrup. They get all antsy in their pantsy. That's no those idea. algos. Somebody knows. Chad, help me out. You guys know and, where this one's from. Adam Sandler. I don't know. No, it's not Adam Sandler. That sounds like Adam Sandler, but I don't know. I don't know what that is. Sorry. <laughs> oh, the chat should be all over this one. Twenty-five anyway. uh, well, forty. Somebody will come up with it. I'm okay. leaving it out there. I'm letting that uh, one float. Uh, twenty-five. Mike got it. Oh, Elf. WP Saves got Wait, it. Elf? Ian got it. Is that it? Is it Elf? No, Super Troopers. Okay. Awesome movie. I, so remember the police officers are all in the cafeteria and they're chugging maple syrup it's been a while they're chugging maple syrup <laughs> that was awesome okay anyway 2549 2549 is where this got to i don't see that uh i i don't see that happening maybe ever again in this stock uh Pulling back, holding 20. Now, 20 was resistance. Dennis mentioned on the monthlies here. So, up, up, five, up six bucks, but six bucks off the high. So, you'll see if it's yeah. more profit takers. Under uh, 20. I think story's one. over already. Story's over before it started. Before it, it's yeah, a nice pop gift. Gift. This is, in my opinion, this is a gift. Six people study. They're driven up there because, oh, my goodness, we got a positive headline code. Better buy the hell out of the stock. So whoever bought the stock on the initial spike, already underwater. Whoever bought this, basically the stock in the last hour, already underwater. People are already underwater in this. I think it continues to leak. That's just my opinion. I'm, I'm not a buyer. I'm right. in an angry mood here today because yeah. I'm not buying anything. Find me something I want to buy. I guess Nike. I like Nike. Uh, you want to buy? Like Find me something I want to buy, Spencer. Find me a stock that I want to buy, and you know I don't chase. So, All right? Okay. Um. So, SeaWorld, their revenue. Oh my! Down <laughs> it goes to SeaWorld. <laughs> the, I don't have to sea look at the charts. I would not buy that Lord. stock. Listen, listen, the revenue went. Jamu sold to you. Wait, wait. Listen, <laughs> the, re the revenue, the revenue went down ninety-five percent year over year. It oh, that sounds bullish. It can't get much worse. How much? I'm shocked it's not up. How much worse can it get? Not much. That's my, that's my argument. Just if Shamu bites another trainer. 
No, so 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 SeaWorld, uh, RCL, and Marriott all reported earnings here this morning, and I mean they're all bad as you'd expect. I'll just do RCL first. They lost six dollars and thirteen cents per share last Impressive. quarter. Uh, revenue one hundred seventy-five million dollars a year ago. They made two point eight billion dollars. So uh, obviously it's ugly for World Caribbean Marriott. Same story. SeaWorld, same story. It's ugly across the board, as you knew it would be. I don't know. I'm not interested in owning SeaWorld. I am interested in the cruise lines if we get that vaccine. So cruise lines are still been on. I don't want to own them right yet, but eventually there's going to be a trade here in the cruise lines because you know what? People still like cruises. And if you look at RCL, and here's the difference between RCL and SeaWorld. Before COVID, RCL was in an uptrend. 2014, $40. 2016, $80. $2019, $120. SeaWorld, not in an uptrend. It was in a downtrend because $35 back in 2014. Yeah, I know I had the big run in 2018 and 2019 where everybody thought Shamu was back, but I, I'm i not a fan of SeaWorld. Um, is this like, a, can it get any worse? Is this as bad as it gets? It probably is. Um, people, you know, eventually, I'd take my kid to SeaWorld, but I'm not going to buy the stock. So anyways, no, no SeaWorld for me. Three buck right ahead of the report from 14 to 17 on Friday. Boy, giving it back right now this morning. You did trade under 16 momentarily. Where did you go to? You went to 15.85. I don't think it gets killed today. Yeah, it's I, just, yeah. I, I, I don't think it gets killed, and it would not surprise me if it does bounce. Just watch it for, for a trade because I'm sure there's some shirts in here. This was a, like, you know, this was a – everything bad quarter let's get it all out there and um you know the stock's holding up okay so i don't i don't i think the worst is maybe for this in the short term maybe beyond sea world behind sea world but in the long term i still not a fan so short term i could get i get talked into a trade i'm gonna take it back i could get talked into a trade if this thing was to go green i knew it only if it goes green so you know what spencer you actually did pick one it'd have to go green it would have to get above 17 dollars and then start showing then you could get like a little squeeze on because i bet you there's some people who are short sea world so this is just purely you know looking at the effects of you know the who's got what how crowded is the trade and if you look at sea world you, you have the, the short interest i'll quickly go take uh, a look at what okay, i got here, let me see what I, I, I i you just know it's gonna be uh, substantial i'm, I'm seeing 12 and a half percent. oh it's not yeah i see the yeah. same thing it's not even that much that will squeeze the 12 percent <laughs> okay we'll see so anyway not buying at 1630 but saying if it turns around in after 9 30 and starts to show life maybe this could squeeze them a little bit but it's hard to just come in here and buy you know stocks when they're Revenues are dropping ninety five percent. Fourteen boxes where I'd be interested in this one. That support, and I don't think it's getting to fourteen. How no, low did you get no, no, no. Maybe halfway in this move, fifteen and a half. You dipped under sixteen, but yeah, kind of no man trading range too. Uh, since uh, the beginning of July, fourteen to seventeen, you're still kind of in the upper part of that trading range and then rcl i mean it's down but not out you got major support in this thing yeah five six bucks away but you know 40 if if you're leaving on 45 here now for a swing trade you know you're risking six bucks uh did get over 75 in june but just quiet 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 you see where that major support is though 
eventually we're going to get a vaccine. Eventually people are going to go back on cruises. Just the timing of this is critical. So, and obviously the, the longer it takes, the more cash they're burning and the worse, you know, the company's going to, and obviously dilution could be an issue then as well. So there's all those obviously issues, cruise lines, airlines, Boeing, throw it all in the same camp, needs a vaccine, vaccine's coming. So I'm, I'm not opposed to the reopening trade completely here. What were people thinking in these stocks? Marriott rallied uh, into the report, too. You just think a little short. They think the worst is over. This is reopening. Look at that Marriott chart. It's been a reopening trade here. We've been talking about it for the last few days. It's been working. The reopening trade has started to show life here again. I mean, LUV, you can look at that, $30 to 33, 10% rally last week. The reopening trade has started to work. I'm somewhat interested in some of these reopening stocks, you know, as trades, because they're starting to, we get news on a vaccine every day. People aren't scared of the virus anymore. I mean, I go out there and there's not even really anybody talking about it. I mean, I used to look at, oh, how many cases? I didn't even look at that. I mean, so, and people aren't scared. And that's going to start to, you know, people are going to start going out and doing more stuff too. So can we learn to live with COVID like Muhammad Alarian was saying on CNBC this morning? Maybe we can. Maybe we can. Maybe people are going to go about, wear some masks and do some stuff. But I don't think it's going back to business as usual, but business is starting to come back. So some of these reopening stocks are interesting. Uh, Marriott down a buck here, 92.78. That's also been in a trading range, uh, 80 to 95. You hit the top of that trading range on Friday. Kind of in no man's land here, but you see if anybody got jammed in that rally last week, be looking to cover. So kind of the same scenario there uh, in uh, Marriott as you have in uh, RCL. And uh, what was the other one that we threw in there? SeaWorld. I just want to mention in the chat, all you uh, dropping tickers in there. I see you. I'm writing your tickers down. We will cover tickers at the end of the show after uh, Jeremy Newsom and after we get through a couple more earnings. What about Barrick Gold here, Dennis? They report earnings this morning. They're in an uptrend, and they beat, and they beat on their EPS and their sales. It's all that matters. When you're trading gold stocks, earnings are usually meaningless. It's just the price of gold overall that matters. It'll give you a little push one way or another on earnings day, but for the most part, they're just following the price of gold. So you bring up GLD, you bring up GOLD, you can clearly see it trends this with gold. So um, gold's flat here this morning. I mean, but you think about where we've been in silver, holy mackerel, and obviously unbelievable move here. It's it just like, is it sustainable? I mean, gold hasn't run nearly what silver has, but silver talking about moving up 30% in three weeks. I mean, this has got to be one of the biggest moves in silver in, in decades. I mean, this is, you know, rem, you know, looking back to like when it went, had, when it went parabolic to 47. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable, the silver move in the charts, like looking even the monthly, like look in the bottom right corner. It's not, it's completely out of the ordinary. Now I have people that are thinking, you know, well, it was way over down to 22. I'm going to short it. Oh, I know. And it's a 28. And they're like, well, I don't know what to do. Well, you know what? You're on the wrong side of the trade. So, you know, and stocks can go up for a long time and so can commodities. And it's tough. When you're seeing these breakouts and breakouts are starting to work here again, it's tough to be short. Yeah, especially, uh, yeah, silver. Uh, it was a laggard for quite a time, but uh, been playing a little bit of catch up here. We did almost get with that magical $30 level. Uh, got to twenty nine ninety one and a half. and a half. That was on, uh, on Friday. That's actually where it got to. Uh, looking at the Barrick chart, uh, down, uh, we're trading up 60 cents here. 
Uh, I got I got OLD. What am I doing there? G O L D. Oh boy. Let's see if you get a look at thirty today. Uh, you can, yeah, that's a big number. You snuck through it for one day only, but uh, you had a high just above thirty uh, earlier in July, and then back up above it on uh, on Friday. So little resistance there, trading up sixty three cents. You really want to see some follow through into the thirty handle on Bear Gold. All right, 8.30, got about five minutes before our guest, Jeremy Newsom. Don't forget to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate that very much. We'll do a couple more tickers until Jeremy. Let's do canopy growth here, CGC. I have not looked too deeply into, into the report, but I do see that their Q1 EPS, they lost 30 cents per share. That's uh, better than the year ago number of, of 54 cents per share lost, and their net revenues increased 22% year over year. You know what the problem here is? You have a lot of people caught from the last three days. That's what the problem is on the technical. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> you got that hard three-day sell-off into the earnings report. It was coming to support at 16. Now you get, you know, the counter rally in <clears throat> what, you know, is clear downtrend from last week. I think you got some people caught. I think you're going to have some sellers emerge in this 18 area. So even though the quarter was okay, this was old resistance, and it broke out from there just about a week and a half ago, and now it's back down through it, and then it comes back up to it. I almost, I'd more be a seller of this at 18 than a buyer. Wow. Yeah, boy, you got a you got a lot of shots at this and uh, above nineteen bucks. This is the 29th, really the twenty eighth uh, through the sixth. Uh, you had multiple highs between nineteen twenty and nineteen sixty, and then you had the bad couple days here. So oh, I'm trying to pick an intermediate level here in the eighteen handle. I guess let's look through file through through the pre market high. Uh, that's just under 1820. That comes in at 1817, 14 cents away. I think you just you'd have to be more of a, a scale out on this one because your uh, basis on the dailies. I don't know. Getting back up into the 19 handle, two day highs 1911. So at Got to rally another buck from there. I uh, certainly don't want to see a fade on this one. If uh, you know you can't, if you're struggling the 18 handle, and then start to turn around back uh, to go back down. Uh, yesterday's close, Friday's close and low, right next to each other, 1659, 1663. But uh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one based on that that price action, the run up, and then the the big drop on Friday. People keep waiting for the pot story to get hot again, go. and it gets hot for a few days. And what happens? New sellers emerge. Why? Because everybody's caught long these things. Everybody's been caught long for two years. Clear downtrend CGC for two years. And, you know, the story was hot, cold, hot, kind of hot again. Cold. Is the story just cool or is the story broken? I lean towards more that the story is broken now. So when stories are cool, it's okay because the story might get hot again. You know, like the workhorse story is cool, but, you know, we don't know, like, if it's broken. You know, in the, in, the, in the whole sector, there's just so much competition, so much supply. And let's be honest, this isn't a technology company. These, these pot stocks are greenhouses full of plants. So the story, you know, with valuations that are nosebleed. Some of them. So not the not story. All. Okay, give it the defense. Give the defense. Well, not every quote unquote pot stock grows cannabis, right? So there is ancillary plays. There is the, there is. Uh, Canopy growth sounds like it grows pot growth. <laughs> sounds like it grows pot plants. Yeah, but there's, there's other products out there. There, there is. Sure. There's beverages, there's edibles, right? They don't all grow the plant. Uh, and 
So to paint every just... pog stock under that one umbrella is a bit disingenuous. Because As a trader, all... I paint. Well, and I paint with my opinion. If you like it or you don't like it, I mean, some of these are well-run companies. Afria has changed management, well-run company, nosebleed valuation, and not a technology company. Um, and we know what is really hot going forward. It's always tech, tech, tech. You're not going to get these crazy, you know, the valuations they're trading at are coming in for a reason is that the growth isn't there now. So the growth guys are out and the value guys are like, no, it's still too expensive. So I just don't see the catalyst to make this story go hot again. So that's why I don't want to own them. So I'm not saying every company is just doing you know, the same thing. I'm not trying to paint them all, but the majority of this is growing. The majority of these pot stocks, their business is growing marijuana. And it's, I don't see where that story gets hot, like to, to start taking these to extreme valuations again. You know, it's not like cloud computing and we're all going to the cloud. I mean, People who smoke marijuana or do it, you know, they're, they're there, but I, I don't, don't see this trend where everybody's going to start. And then it's competition, you know, and the Canadian growers had it good for a long time. Now the competition's coming from the U.S. It's coming from everywhere. So I just think every rally on these things is to be sold. That's just my opinion. You see the GWPH on Friday, Dennis? GWPH is a different company. So Did you see what happened they get beat up. That's a different company. Well, okay. it is. It's pharmaceutical. Yeah, but that's been, but, but still, okay. Okay, I can say the same thing. I'm I'm not a buyer of this one either, Spencer. But, yeah, did you see the story, that? The GWPH, obviously, they got the Epidiolex. It's it's a diff. It's it's a different company, in my opinion. All right. Well, it's a I, pharmaceutical, like where they're actually, you know, making. And obviously, some of these are are selling the marijuana, but they're actually they're a biotech company, GWPH. So right, I see them as the different than canopy growth. That's the other half of the equation. I would just say that I own four multi-state operator stocks and they're all up big over the past few months. Those are the U.S. ones, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're talking to you. Yeah, so, so yeah, canopy is Canadian. And what I've been saying right. is I wouldn't own the Canadian. I'm not talking the U.S. growers. Okay. Because some of those weren't trading at ridiculous valuations. But That's these true. Canadian ones were trading at nosebleed valuations because there was no competition. Like, I mean, just right. look at it. There was 27 licenses for a long time in all of Canada. Now there's thousands of licenses throughout Canada. So you have all independents competing with them. Now the U.S. is legalizing and they're growing everywhere. So the competition is just so intense that the good times that the canopy growth and the Afria had and right. the, the Aurora Cannabis, those good times are over. I agree with so you. I agree with that, you. That's why I don't want to own the Canadian growers. Sorry, I'm Canadian. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to hear that because there's a lot of obviously people who are caught long these things. They want to think that eventually canopy growth is going back to 70. Afria is eventually going back to 22. I don't think it's happening. Yeah. I, think he, I think they continue to leak and continue to go down that, because I think the story for them is broken. I think Jeremy, it is. Jeremy Newsom is nodding his head. Let's bring him on here. He's uh, yeah. of real life trading.com. I'm I being think, mean today, Jeremy. I think he agreed. I'm not quite sure. Nodding his head. Jeremy, good morning. What's going on, man? Pot socks look like Dennis's hair. They're all over the place. So, <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> I got to get a haircut like you. I, I need a haircut, but it's COVID times. So I don't know what – my wife cut it once, and she did it. She actually – when she cuts my hair, she goes, oops. So I'm, like, scared to have her cut my hair now. When you say when he cuts somebody's hair, don't say oops. Never say oops. It's no, the hairdresser thing. can't say oops. Uh, <laughs> oops, I got to keep going now. Come on, gentlemen. <laughs> What do you think? Yeah, I miss like, you guys so much. I, oh, Jeremy, we love you. But let's go into this pot stock conversation because there's a lot of sure. people who have been in CGC and Afria. And obviously, the competition's so intense now. It's coming from everywhere. I mean, I look at the MJ ETF, which is full of a lot of those Canadian pot cool. companies. 
from $36 down to 12. What are your thoughts here? Would you be a buyer on this? I, I want no. your thoughts. I want a different perspective. Yeah, I, I can't really give one right now. Um, Pot stocks had their hype and it was it was too easy to make money on it. I never made any money on it because I didn't understand why they were going higher. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm out of the 420 plays exclusively. I have no positions in anything that has to do with marijuana. Why, why buy stocks and downtrends when you can buy stocks and uptrends, right, Jeremy? Yeah, it's just easier. Yep. <laughs> See, it is easier. Yeah. It took me a long time to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> me too. It took me like 11 years. But I I'm like, buy got low, it. sell high. Well, why am yeah. I buying high and selling higher? You know yeah. why? Because buy high, sell higher is easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. what it's do you good. like right now? Jump in. What do you I, like? Okay, here we goes. Oh, yeah. We're gonna I don't think this down. gap on Pinterest fills, gentlemen. I don't. Ooh. I think I it's toast from here. Pinterest. The earnings gap. Man, this wow. is a social media play. This is one I've been pumping for a while. But um, I don't think this Pinterest gap fills, gentlemen, on the daily chart. I think this is going to be a Facebook, uh, you know, a, a TTW. What was it? What was that? Um Shoot, Twilio, T-W-L-O, Facebook, Pinterest, just those gaps from way, way, way back in the day that just never, ever filled. We just go bananas from there. I think this is one of those, man. Look at that daily chart. Oh, my goodness. And a lot of people are upset with themselves, and I am too. Multiple times when it's under $20, I wanted to buy it. I wanted to put it. I actually did buy it once, and then I sold it because I got talked myself out of it. But you just think about it. Like It made sense that they were going to have a really good quarter. Because what are people well, doing? Exactly. They're, sit, they're sitting in their home, not doing anything. They're looking, you know, I'm dreaming about what my home's going to yep. look like. I'm, you know, yep. my wife's sitting there looking at yep. the Pinterest and, you know, throwing and, 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 and obviously looking well, through, scrolling well, Joel, through, pinning this, pinning that. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was time where you had time and you're looking at things and you're looking online. Well, Joel told me about this a few months ago. Joel said Overstock and Wayfair are going to go higher because people are sitting around their house and just ordering things. And I was like, okay, well, they're going to get the idea off of Pinterest. Pinterest is a social media play. Sure. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a data play, man. I mean, from a marketer standpoint, it's a sure. dream because you get to look at all the people who are collecting things they actually want and they're giving them to you. They're saying, here's everything I want. And from a marketer, you go, Yes, please. And you just press send and you just market whatever you're trying to sell, bracelets or hair pieces to that person because they have a board made of it. So yeah. it's a smart business model. And yep. there's a lot of people like I don't go on Pinterest, but there's a lot of people that do. And well, the people that are going on it are predominantly the ladies and the ladies are growing in leaps and bounds as far as what they can do and, and, uh, and, and what they're doing and the monetary value of just the lists of all the people that are getting on. I think it's 75% female, which is phenomenal because that's a market that a lot of marketers want. Yeah. they need and well, they buy stuff <laughs> i'm they, cheap <laughs> they buy the, they're the main person my, my wife is the buyer in the relationship Correct. there's no doubt she loves on and she sees this and she's like oh i want to buy that yeah so i'm i'm a pretty big fan of pinterest right now uh long term i did get triggered into a lot of positions on friday so i'm excited to see it up a little bit i could get um, talked into this one yeah, even Twitter. chasing it a bit i mean you're not chasing at this point you're kind of consolidation station for yeah, five days yeah so I if you would, want I, to stop yourself out at the low of the move the 31 I mean, 36 this morning. What's, it's up a buck and a half. I didn't notice that this morning. So 
continues would have rather bought yeah, him. Yeah, so got I'm a nice, uh, nice double top there that uh, you clear that, and things definitely open up. The follow through on the earnings day uh, took yep. you to thirty-seven, thirty-three. You went to thirty-seven and a quarter on Friday, so right there, uh, that is also the all-time high in this one. So a little consolidation. Yep. Uh, after the gap filled, uh, Jeremy, I want to want to ask you about a stock, and uh, maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a little setup here. Me, me, you, and Dennis, and uh, bring it in. All right, and, and I'm kind of surprised that uh, Estee Lauder is not not trading up here. Uh, we got some positive ink in Barrons, and uh, boy, oh boy, I I thought this would be gapping up. Is it, Dennis? What's uh? Can you give me the pre market bid and offer? You know what I'm going to say is. Barons. We used to do a segment years ago, and was Monday morning, and was like, "What was in Barons?" And Barons <laughs> would move stocks. The Barons bounce. There is so much competition for Barons now that it doesn't yep, move so stocks like it used to. It Correct. used to be like you got featured in Barons, your stock's going up five percent on Monday morning. It yeah. used to be like that, but there's no just so much is. online opinions about yep. stocks now yep. that it gets lost. It it, it it just gets lost in the clutter. Yeah. And I think the Barron's moves just don't happen like they used to. Yeah, you get a little bit of love, but you don't see the 5% moves anymore. And this is a great example, Joel. Positive ink and Barron's. And, you know, yeah, it's been You know what? Slightly, I will, I will no say love. that's mostly true, but and, and, and it wasn't on the cover, though. But when you're on the cover, you know, like they, they had something moves. about the elections one there. This was just kind of uh, – um, this was a small article here in this one, but uh, all right. Well, we won't talk about it then. Well, yeah, no, no. <laughs> we talk technicals. No, no, whatever, it up. whatever. Here's the thing. I think the two things that have the best margin in all of business, software and perfume. So Estee Lauder, I mean, they, they make a lot. They create a lot. They have a lot of brands long term. I mean, there's no way you're short this thing. So just it's just slowly leaking higher. It's the exact opposite of all the pot stocks. Yeah, you're right. It still looks pretty good. And you know what? It looks like you're in consolidation station here too. Yep. Bumping up against this 200. It looks like it's yeah. ready. It could potentially break out. Yeah. So I don't mind this chart either. Me I do Jeremy have four like. stocks. We like the stocks and uptrends. Four stocks I'm watching that are down pretty hard that look really, really interesting. I know you guys know this one, but Fastly. So yeah. FSLY, bottom line, they make websites faster. That's what they do. It's good and, business. Uh, I love that they're down a lot. So they would they just ran too far too fast. Mm -hmm. um, you're consolidating around, you know, you're down around 30% right now. I think it can go a little bit lower, maybe low 70s, high 60s. But I'm going to be looking to tiptoe into that one with some longer term calls and some shares and some put sales because I do like Fastly. So set it up. If it goes down to 75, what would you do from the options side of it? Because I usually just buy the stocks, but I love bringing you on because you got the options yeah. perspective of it. Set it up. How so to me, I would sell the 65 September week two put. So that would be that would just be one strike. So I'll, I'd only want to be long 100 shares at 65, and then I would buy two $90 call options, um, probably as far out as I could go, because I really liked some time on my options. Because this one's going to consolidate for a bit. It's not going to just. I don't think personally, it's just going to bounce right out of where it came from. I think it's going to hang out. People are going to be a little scared because a lot of the people that trade this one were newer Robinhood traders because, you know, <laughs> this was up 800% since March. Oh, so all the Robinhooders are on 100 and higher and uh, they're going to be all freaking out. So it's going to be two or three months, I think, before she starts catching some love. So I want to sell some volatility and also buy some leaps out of the money is what I'm looking for on Fastly. 
Yeah, that did have uh, that, that dip before earnings, and then they ran it up, right? Yep. And yep. then this is a real interesting area. I've been, I was Everyone looking at this that thing. breakout, Joel. Yeah, oh, boy, under under eighty bucks here, and uh, just have all these lows in this area. It is trading up today, but I do. Do you think it cuts through those lows just to shake out yeah. people who might shake like stop bake. themselves out there, yeah, like me? Shake I'd stop my. Bake. Yeah. You, see, Jeremy loves this, like cut through and then come back, you know, where you Bye. shake everybody out. Like that's one of your plays, right? That's my play, D, man. That is my play. Know, Breakthrough I, 70, I, get to 69. I'm, I'm in on this one. Strategy. I've watched some of these Jeremy Newsome webinars. I'm you starting have, to get a feel friend. for this you guy. Have. And you know what? This guy's got some strategy. Thank you, man. Thank you. So <laughs> yeah, Fastly's one. Next, uh, AYX. So AYX, yeah. I think they did well on earnings, Dennis. What do you think, man? They lowered guidance, but I think- We talked about it. And we said, yeah. this is a funny thing. Like this earnings report was okay, but it's just one of those where it had run a long ways too. And a lot yeah. of good news is baked in and then they slammed it. So I just love this monthly chart. So I'll, I'm a huge, huge fan. So this one's going to chop around for a week or two, maybe three. But I'm calling this gap to fill by the end of the year. That's my thoughts, man. This is- Really? Yeah. So are you already in this or are you just still waiting I am. No, to I am strike? In it. I am in it. So I bought some shares at the 200 simple moving average, which was 124 and some change. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to buy probably a few shares every week. So I know for sure, I'm not going to call the bottom on this one, but I'm going to sell a put here and there. I'm going to buy small size, like 30, 40 this. shares every week or something. Let it just kind of bounce around and do its thing. But I do plan on this gap to fill on AYX. I just love that monthly trend. Oh, straight up. I, I mean, this is look. a pullback for a lot of people who want some a good growth name tech company that's new. Yeah. This is a big pullback. Yeah. And you know what? That works. I mean, I look at some of the stocks that I've put in my longer term portfolio and it's been after disappointing earnings. Um, some of them have come back yep. down, but you know, I was like buying yep. Cyborg. Target, you know, it, not, it was in a tech stock, but when Target got hit back down to that 100 back at the end oh. of April, I was like, okay, yeah. time to strike. I didn't take any heat on that. I almost bought the bottom. I, what I do is I sold, I thought 120 was topping out and I sold it too soon. But yeah, hey. I mean, pullbacks on good companies is yeah, always, you know, it's, it's what we talked about, you know, yep. buying the dip on good companies yep. has worked for a long, long time. It has. So I'm going to kind of keep playing that one. Speaking of good I'm companies. I'm AYX down right now because Jeremy likes it. Meets, I like it too. The, here, so here's one of the originals, the original blue chip, the, the Joel Alconin maker, the money maker, man, Intel. Uh, oh, I, going in. I said 45. Did it ever get there? Hasn't got there yet. Not yet, but it's coming. I think. I it's think gonna... I, are you going to buy some? Yep. Yes, sir. You know it. Dude. 45. What, what price? What price? Uh, I would. I'm going to pick up some at every dollar along the way. Okay. Um, you have so you started buying 30, yet? I'm like call my mom. I liquidate some positions. <laughs> yeah. We got to buy some more. Like. Have 40. you started buying it yet? I have. Yep. Yep. So I got some at forty-seven ninety-nine. Um, I got some at forty-eight. Uh, just, just right around these whole dollar marks because it's huge easy. support it's in here. What's that? There's huge support in here. Like yeah, 44, I, think so. 45. I think so. Um, I mean, it is a chip maker. Is AMD eating their lunch for maybe for a bit, but it can Intel come back? Exactly they can. for a bit, but not for it's Intel. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, Intel this. inside. Look at this gap down. I mean, don't be ridiculous. Like money flow is going to pile into this one. They're going to, they're going to I, look for some nice movement. I should rebuy, and I've talked about the 45 rebuying it. Um, I've also talked about buying AMD because I think AMD is going to 100 and I have not bought that. And I'm kicking myself because it was 76 bucks when I said that. And now it's 85. And I was like, why did I not buy AMD again? Oh yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah. But 
AMD, I think, is going to $100. I think Intel story will Absolutely. turn. Absolutely. I, I do think Intel story is going to turn here eventually. I do think it's going to yep. 45, and that's where I've been sitting. But can you go wrong buying a 48? And if you've got a long-term time horizon, I don't think so. I think you'd be okay. I don't think in you're Intel. Wrong. I, I, I'm in agreement with you on that one. Yeah, and there's then, some good tech stocks on dips right now. Joel's portfolio stock rebuild. in the world. Here we go. Datadog, DDOG. Oh, the dog. Joel. He loves betting on dogs. I know that. So data dog. The dog. Uh, this one was a hot, ponies. Hot ponies game are better. I know. Uh, yeah, I know, he's a pony better. But you'll bet on anything. <laughs> Don't bet on like what you're eating um, for breakfast, Jeremy. Joel's a gambler, man. He, you go it. with them, and he'll be on. He'll be looking Did at you. Guys the, you know, see go the to a tiger game. And he's sitting there saying he's looking at the averages, and it's early in the season. He's like, "How much is that average?" We did that one time. You do it all the time. We did that one time. (laughs) Hey, just really off subject. Did you guys see the Traverse Stakes uh, over the weekend at all? That's um, it's a uh, tis the law. The horse that uh, won the Derby uh, just blew him away. Could be like the next next super horse. Uh, But that if you get a chance, watch that race. But uh, okay. I got another one. I got a sleeper, though. There was a horse, a filly raced earlier uh, named Gamine, Gamine, and uh, she might, man, it could be a good long shot in the Preakness, but that's a ways away. We'll, we'll have to follow that. Um, just overall market dots here, Jeremy. I mean, phew, okay. we're almost back up at all-time highs here. Everyone that's waiting for a correction. From the move, we're not going to get it. Just overall nope. market thoughts here from you. Overall market thoughts. I don't think this is going to happen, so I will go ahead and just let people know uh, this is most likely not going to occur. But if the SPY hits 350 before September 1st, I'm going in 100% cash on long-term stuff. Really? It's going to sell because that's going to be too high for me. It's going to be too far. And then I'll look to get into a pullback at 340 or 333 or something. I'm just, you're, you're I'm nervous. Just gonna sell on, there, man. Why? Why are you a little bit nervous? Well, overall? because with the elections coming up, I personally think, uh, again, this is just my personal opinion. I think Trump's going to get reelected in the landslide. I think it's going to be close. Uh, he's going to talk all about how high the market is and all the people are going to pile in, right? Then you get that nice little, five to 10 to 12% correction. And I can just kind of go back in cash. We rally off the previous old resistance of the previous all time highs as new support. And we're just back into the races, November to May, strong as can be. So that's my general thoughts. So you're looking for a dip potential yep. off the no, and no why 350? Is that, is that uh, Fibonacci extension or no, just a just number like you it's a nice number. clean number. It's, it's, it's the highest it's ever been uh, by, I mean, a good 10 points. Um, yeah, nice easy round number. I'd feel comfortable about selling there. So, yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting to see. So, anything that's positive on my in my portfolio, I'm just gonna be. That's where it's. That's where. Where are you at. sitting on your portfolio right now? Are you got some cash? I do. Yep, I do have some cash. So I'm 33% in cash right now. Okay, so you're um, on some cash too. Yep. So that's why I'm starting to kind of dip into some of these tech plays that are pulling back. But really, I mean, we're just so 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 strong. I'm just doing a lot of day trades, option sales. I'm playing yeah. some options. I'm just trying to be aggressive with the strength, man, because it's insane how strong we are. But I think this is 1987 all over again. I think we're going to have another few years of just nice, strong bullishness from here after we get some type of 5 to 10% pullback again. I, I mean, we just got a 7% in early June. It, it's, you know? 
the market's been so resilient in the face of a pandemic in the face of so much negative news i mean i try to think of what's going to bring us down people aren't nervous about the virus unless some major like names start you know getting sick from this which has not occurred i don't see why people get spooked on it again at least the market so i I think you're right i think the election is going to be the focus going forward here I personally think Trump's going to get reelected too. Um, I, obviously, that the polls aren't showing that, but they didn't show it with Hillary either. I do believe there's a lot of people who will vote for Trump that aren't saying they would vote for Trump too. So right. I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm Canadian. I don't have a vote. Um, it's going to be interesting, though. I don't think yeah. it's Biden by you know what, what they're saying right now. Biden in the lead. I don't think he's. I think that's going to. That, that, I think that gap's going to fill. <laughs> I think so. Again, we'll see. Uh, that's again, just personally my plan because it's easier. I, th- I forget the exact statistic, but I think if the market is up um, coming into the election, the, in- the uh, incumbent wins 87% of the time, I think is the statistic. So if it's up more than like 5% on the year. So I think that's as of right now, man, it just seems it's easier to keep it than change. And again, that's, we'll see if that happens. I don't know. All right, Jeremy, we're going to let you go. Jeremy Newsom is the CEO of RealLifeTrading.com. Jeremy, as always, we appreciate the insight, appreciate the time. and uh, pleasure, guys. Have a good one. Thanks so much. All right. right. Talk Uh, to you soon, Jeremy. Let's bang out some tips from the chat here. I saw somebody mention Simon Property Group, SPG. They report earnings after the close today. There was also a report over the weekend uh, or this morning from – no, it was last night – from the journal – saying that uh, Simon Property has been exploring the possibility of uh, turning their malls into Amazon fulfillment centers. And so that's why the stock is, that's the catalyst for the stock this morning. Wow. And they also report earnings later today. Boy, oh boy, if you're talking you know, what the rent's going to be compared to what they have now, I mean, this stock is in for one hell of a haircut, if that's what it turns out. But it's been in a trading range from 60 to 65. Uh, trading up here, at old 65, you could call this a little breakout. But uh, look at it from that perspective. Major support at 65, trying to break – or major support at 60. Yeah. Trying to break out, I just – man, I mean, just the the – the change in rent. Oh, we got over 67 here, folks. So there's a target, but fundamentally just does, does not make any sense to me at all. And then I'm, I'm seeing a few people ask about workhorse. Uh, I know they're sure. scheduled to report this morning. I don't see workhorse. Are they scheduled to report? They're on my calendar. I don't see them out yet. Uh, so there's nothing on their site about it and I don't see anything anywhere. So if workhorse is out, if you see it, drop in the chat. I don't see workhorse numbers out yet, so I don't it's not trading like it's out. I didn't they know are. they were scheduled. But people are asking about it here. I don't I don't know. I mean they're about to report earnings. This all this matters is gonna be able to get the USPS contract, right? That's it. Yep. So I mean we're waiting on that. So it's consolidation station. They don't get that, it's gonna get slammed. They get that and it's gonna really rally. So I mean that's what matters to this stock going forward. It's a real company that's making vehicles, though. I mean, it isn't like the hope trade where, okay, well, we got a concept here. I mean, they're out there actually making trucks. So I could get talked back into this. Uh, Mitch, and I know you, you gave us this originally. Um, you, you were talking about it, you know, having some love here too, and maybe it gets a run up again. I, I don't know. On an earnings dip, it, it's tough. I, I sold my last stock at 22, so I could actually scalp um and get back in here it was on the day you can see the day it was a very high day that was when i sold the last but i sold a lot on the way up obviously you know we bought at three dollars we talked about this multiple times as it was going up 
and I, I kept selling pieces, 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 and I was all out of 22. I kind of want to get back in on a piece, but I just don't know. Like every time it rallies, it seems to just sell back off. So the wild card is the USPS contract. So that's what's going to matter for the stock long term. Yeah, quiet trading up 32 cents here. Uh, matching ranged uh, almost the last two sessions. I don't know if it was an inside day. Let me take a look here. Yeah, 1740, 1739. There were your two highs, your two lows very close to each other. 1630 and 1636. So, and the close is pretty much in the same area too. So wait for the earnings on this one. Uh, your major resistance, your major hurdle comes in at the 1950 area. That splits two highs from last week on Monday and Tuesday at 1944 and 1968. All right, there's a lot of tickers in the chat. We will get to any tickers we don't get to this morning, we'll get to in the afternoon show. So tune in to uh, our 3.40 p.m. Eastern Time show on YouTube. To, we'll cover more of your tickers, I promise. Uh, let's do Snapchat here, guys. That's a question from the Benzinger Pro Chat. Snapchat uh, held on. Uh, there's, there's, there's some support there from last week. Yeah, I, I can see, like, is it going to dip under 20 eventually to try to shake people out? It might. I don't know. I, I don't know either. You're on a pullback and a stock and a clear uptrend. So that's the good news. Um, I don't know. It's not the one I like, though. I'm in Twitter. Um, I wish I was still on Facebook. I like the Pinterest setup. I can't. I don't know why. I just don't think Snapchat's firing on all cylinders, even though I had a good quarter, um, which was expected. Anything social media right now obviously is you know, been firing on all cylinders. I'm very torn on this one. I could get talked to either way. So I'll say I'm on the fence. I don't know. Uh, it, I would say if you want to buy it on strength, you need a little breakout here over 22 bucks. Uh, yeah. Maybe the, a wait till it starts showing yeah, some life. Yeah. Cause uh, although, yeah, right here, you're at 2170 up 12 cents, kind of quiet, but those, those, those three highs are really sticking out to me. Uh, if you could clear that, you get some more upside here. And on the downside, that low from last week that was made on Monday, uh, that was at 2061. So not a bad risk-reward ratio if you want to uh, lean, lean on it down to that level. Uh, that also was some lows just before its pre-earnings run was under $21 too. Ooh, actually, 2064 and 2086. So that's a good support at just under 21 here in Snapchat. You know what I want to talk, um, and I what? see a couple tickers, is the banks. Wells Fargo, somebody was just asking about, the banks showed some major life on Friday. It was a nice, Wells Fargo had been on major support, $24, and then it, it took off. And it continues a little bit here this morning. The banks are all interesting. You look City, at Bank of America. City two. City JP Morgan. City, yeah, City on the major support at 50 and starts to show life. It's a nice candle. Uh, I kind of like the banks here. If you like the reopening trade, the banks benefit big time from the reopening. There is no doubt. Um, you know, obviously the tech technology has run this market here for three months, but maybe it's time for that trade to cool. A little rotation. Yeah, and we saw it last week. We saw IWM outperforming the queues for the first time in a long time. And, you know, we kept questioning, is it going to be a day or two like it always is? And the money just rotate back into tech? I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit different out there. Like even when I go out, people aren't as scared anymore. So you might see, you know, the reopening trade start to show life here again, too. If, you, if you're too scared to jump into the airlines and the cruise lines, maybe you jump into the banks because they're going to benefit from the reopening, too. And, you know, you look at a JP Morgan, 
hundred bucks and you think, man, from a valuation perspective, it's still very attractive. It's got a nice 3.59% dividend. It's best of breed. It was $140 when this party started and it's a hundred bucks here now. I mean, the banks have not performed you know, that well, but JP Morgan has been a great one. Do I want to jump into a Wells Fargo? They got more trouble. You know, I maybe would rather own a JP Morgan than a Wells Fargo because the banks are going to go up. I mean, Wells Fargo will go up more because Wells Fargo has just been slammed. So it, you know, could potentially go up more too, but there's also a lot more risk in a Wells Fargo. So, but you know what, if you're buying the banks here, I kind of like it. Trading range here. Uh, and you can tell, like the institutions, you can tell where the big boys are at in this thing. They're in the lower 90 handle. Uh, this was coming back after it came. Maybe I think it was earnings or just the uh, the uh, rally in June. It got a little excessive, but they were stepping up in the lower 90 handle. And now they're stepping up to 95, trying to sneak its head over 100. We're trading at 117. Uh, that's up today. And where, where's that double? Oh, I'll give you a big area on the upside here. Uh, 101.22, 101.29, back-to-back highs, July 15th, July 16th. So trading range, you're trying to break out of the top in trading range. That's what you need here. And uh, I don't know about today, but looks like it's making a run at it. I mean, look no further than the, than the TLT. And the TLT has been straight up since June. It's not a coincidence that banks have basically been straight down since June. But the TLT has finally started to stall. And it wasn't a pretty candle for yesterday. And I'd be a seller of the TLT. And if I'm a seller of the TLT, I'm a banks. buyer of the banks. Because that is obviously inversely correlated due to interest rates. So, you know, that TLT chart looks a little toppy to me. It's had a nice run. And it's, you know, also a fear gauge, too. Because people jump in, obviously, into the bonds when, you know, they think times are going to be tough again. You can see, you know, back when we thought, you know, the reopening is going really well. They started to slam the TLT until it reversed. The same day that the market, you know, obviously reversed as well, at least the reopening stocks. So I'd be a seller of the TLT and I kind of like the banks. All right. Uh, workhorse was just at a nine. For those of you watching, I just did a control F in the PR for postal service, zero results. So they didn't even mention that in their press release. So no update there, I'm to assume. Uh, but workhorse's numbers were out a couple minutes ago. Uh, and I don't know if the stock is traded at all. Not moving much here. Oh, okay. Kind of quiet, quiet still. Still within that. that uh, we'll see if we can break out of that two-day range. Yep. As long as it stays above 1336, which is the low of the move back on July 20th, it's still interesting. You start breaking down below that. But it, again, the technicals aren't going to matter as much because we got pending news, news. happening. Yeah. That contract is going to make the stock potentially double or make the stock fall by 50%. It could do, yeah. it, it literally can do that. So, I mean, that's what matters. So uh, until we know, like technicals, you know, in the longer term, aren't going to matter on this. It's all going to be about that fundamental information that's coming on whether they get that contract or not. All right, I've got a list of over 20 stocks from the chat. We'll cover these stocks in our afternoon broadcast, 3.40 p.m. Eastern Time, youtube.com slash Benzinga TV, same location as this stream. Uh, so tune in there. Thanks to our guest today, Jeremy Newsom. Thanks to all of you in our chats. Please hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate that. Please remember all the information from our broadcast is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your Monday. Joel and I will be back with you in the afternoon.